to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. A few things I want to get into here from this past week. First of all, regarding the past episode where we were discussing insurance bonds that school districts have tied to them and how this is an excellent way, apparently, to certainly go after school boards to rescind their mask mandates. As it turns out, I just got an update from the individual I talked with and the individuals on the school board who have the bond attached to them, so to speak, or are bonded, I should say, are the superintendent, the treasurer, and the president. So I think in the previous episode, we had said that it was the vice president, president, and treasurer. As it turns out, it's the treasurer, the president, and the superintendent. So that shouldn't stop anybody from doing what they certainly need to do here in the coming future. But this certainly does seem like a legitimate way to squeeze these individuals into complying. Because again, there are countless laws that are being broken here, and countless codes and statutes and whatever you want to call it. And it doesn't seem to matter to these employers that they're doing this. Again, I think that the insurance bond angle is certainly one, of course, that they are unaware of and that they don't they they don't understand. Um, more power to us then, if that's the case. But certainly do your due diligence on the state codes. Again, feel free and check out the last episode. And in the description, I have copies of those templates that could be used. And again, in order to file a claim, you ultimately end up getting getting in touch with the treasurer of a school board, and then they have to fork over that information as to who their insurance agent is. And then you get their name and number, call them, and then tell them that you want to file a claim. You do it, and then boom, bam. They should send you exactly the information that you need, and there you have it. Okay, so I just wanted to wrap that up kind of quickly. The second thing is I'm fully aware of what's been going on in Loudoun County with a student who apparently identified as a female, was a male, entered a bathroom, um, raped a student at least once potentially twice, I believe. I'm fully aware of these kinds of stories and that, you know, that, that this is happening. So I don't want people to think that because I'm not diving into it on a full episode that I'm not aware of it happening. It crosses my radar. I see it. I read it. It just doesn't surprise me. I've been criticizing the bathroom transgender nonsense since the very start. Um, and again, it doesn't surprise me either that these school districts would cover up such information. And so I'm going to give you just two very brief examples here, and, and it's my briefness is not going to do them justice, but I do have other things that I want to cover here. The, the first thing is that when I moved back to Ohio, and I wrote about this briefly in one of my books, although not at great length, but there was an individual, and anybody can look this up, there was an individual by the name of Emily Olson, and um, she was a middle school student, and she was being relentlessly harassed and bullied within a local school here around where I live in a separate district outside of the town where I live. And uh, she ended up shooting herself in the head, took her own life, and um, immediately the parents got involved and said what was going on at the school, and they started to ask questions. Well, in typical fashion, the school district claimed that nothing had occurred. 
that she wasn't being picked on. She wasn't the victim of bullying, none of that. Turns out, of course, the exact opposite was true. They even had paperwork proving that this was in fact the case. And a lot of it was social media bullying and some of it was face-to-face and whatever else. The point is, is that and they ended up, I believe, the, the at the very least, the principal, if not superintendent, ended up losing their jobs. I was under the assumption that the, the parents were attempting to sue the district in federal court. They may have. They may have won. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I stopped filing the case a, l- a long time ago, but I, I personally got involved in that case. Again, this would have been back in 2014, most likely. I personally got involved in that from uh, basically just a standpoint of an insider who who fully knows that school boards and school districts are 100% capable of covering up such information and they do so with regularity this again should tell people that they are in fact criminal organizations again public image and public image protection are their number one priority they step in it all of the time they break the law all of the time it's it's a constant habit, whether it be teachers in a classroom setting, whether it be secretaries, whether it be um, fraternizing with, with students inappropriately, whether it, again, be administrative uh, illegality or missteps or, you know, whatever it is. The point is, is that when a minor is in the environment, with countless adults, and every single one of those adults is legally responsible for the safety of those minors, and that's not happening, those people need to be fired 100%. Now, in Loudoun County, again, what happened in Loudoun County isn't new, and there are countless administrators in every state in America doing jail time right now for doing the same exact thing that happened in Loudoun County the same exact kinds of things that happened with Emily Olson and the cover-up of, of, her, of her bullying and her mental decline. This continues to be the largest problem. The, the largest problem is a lack of following the law, making up things as you go, and then when the proverbial shit hits the fan, everybody scatters and they do whatever they can to cover it up by deleting referrals, deleting paperwork, um, intimidating individuals face to face. In Emily Olson's case, the the very principal and the police even showed up to her parents' front doorstep to intimidate them into not filing charges. Um, again, it's sad that it occurs. Countless end of, in, individuals end up being hurt as a result, and frankly, this is one of the reasons why American K twelve schools and university settings are remarkably unhealthy. Just like we all see, of course, with the mask wearing for those of us that don't wear masks. It's the same thing for those of us that don't break laws. When we see individuals in in positions of responsibility breaking laws and hurting children, in particular children, that takes a mental and emotional toll on us. It takes a mental and emotional toll on the morally sound. And that's the psychological breakdown, again, that, that does occur with many of us. When we, when we consistently see illegality and, and the wrong thing happen while the right thing just remains absent. Because again, following through on the right thing and following through on individuals' codes of conduct and the laws that are present and, and what have you, 
all of that strengthens the mind. It strengthens the individual and it strengthens the collective. But look what happens when the exact opposite takes place. I mean, look what happens when, again, you have laws that are just being ignored, laws that are being broken, good people losing their jobs because they don't want to take a deadly shot, because they don't want to wear a mask, because they don't want to be enslaved. Again, there are so many things that are coming down the line here that are absolutely horrific that people have got to continuously say no. For example, a little off topic, but it's worth bringing up. The state of Florida, I just came across this video, the state of Florida is considering making this law, it's certainly been proposed, making it law that everyone's driver's license exists on their cell phone and that their personal information that would be on a driver's license is on your cell phone. So you won't have a driver's license card anymore. You would have, a, you would have to use your cell phone. The cell phone is a tracking device. A card in your wallet or in your purse is not a tracking device. But a cell phone is. That opens up the door for a million horrible things to occur. Because once that happens on your cell phone, everything else can occur on your cell phone. Banking, that already happens. And then everything else. So your entire medical history can end up on your cell phone. Your, your quote-unquote vaccination status can end up on your cell phone. And then you're having to use one QR code after another to not just enslave you, but the people around you. The only way that things like that end is if people just say no, and they don't do it. So again, one of the things here that's hap happening locally where I live is health departments have been given the right now, apparently, from this is my interpretation of the law, to essentially ask employers regardless of, of who they are or where individuals work, to track individuals based on their vaccine status and ask them whether or not they have received these coronavirus jabs. Again, this is one of those total violations of, of laws, in particular the Americans with Disabilities Act, which applies to all of us. It doesn't apply to just individuals who have a diagnosed disability. It applies to everybody. They don't get to ask us, basically. They don't get to ask us if we have a jab or not. They don't get to, they don't get to continuously track that information because, again, that's part of the tracking process. That's part of the plan. Part of the plan is to continuously track us so that we can't get out of bed in the morning unless something on our cell phone says that we can. That's that's the way that this is going. And again, the people who are playing along don't know that. They just consider all of this to be normal. Again, I saw another video uh, last week. A couple of ladies walking into a Toronto Maple Leafs hockey game. All of the tickets now for hockey games are apparently on their cell phones. And they have to have the tickets on their cell phones along with their vaccine passport, quote-unquote. And they have to stand in particular lines with their masks on, and then they have to do all of this. And these two women that were walking into the into the the hockey rink, they were they were basically saying, "Well, this is just the way that it is now, and you know we we love hockey, and it's just the way that it is, and this is just the way that things are going to be, and you know it's kind of a hassle, but once you do it, it's not that bad. I mean, once you do it, it's not that bad. Think about that. It's absolutely horrific. 
Because again, that's that's the next step. When individuals aren't complying, we're going to start getting knocks on our doors. And then what? Then what happens after that? So this business of tracking us online, tracking us with countless different things, and, and countless laws being broken, again, just very briefly here in summary, noncompliance has to continue to be the way forward. Because as we know, we're not being asked what we think. We're not being given a chance to vote on whether or not we want any of this. And unfortunately, the people that are allegedly representing us are not representing us. They just aren't. I don't care if they're the Jim Jordans of the, of the world or the Matt Gateses of the world or the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world. We're not hearing them actually stand up for anything regarding any of these jabs or these masks or whatever it may be, even the election audit. They're awfully silent. And as it's been discussed here numerous times on this podcast, and it's discussed everywhere, is the fact is, is that when a politician makes their way up to that stage, the House of Representatives, the Senate, whatever, even at the state level, chances are they're blackmailed. Chances are they're completely bought and sold, and somebody has something on them, and they can pull that card anytime they want. And that right there, again, is the misery of the entire thing. They'll put on a suit, they'll put on a dress, and they'll put a smile on their face, and people will follow these individuals. Why? Because they put out a neat tweet every now and again. They put out some video where, they, where they're acting tough from time to time. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. And it's certainly not helping anything. So just back to the Loudoun County thing again. It almost doesn't even require my time because it's, it's, it's so typical. It's disgusting. Um, so there's that. Here, here's the next thing, school-related. And, and this really is neat. And it's a very, very cool thing because, again, the House of Cards is falling here. And um, I personally think this is just an, an excellent thing that has occurred where you have now Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania School Board Association has voted unanimously to end its membership with the National School Board Association. First of all, anytime I hear the word association or committee or something like that, uh, my blood runs cold because these associations, when was the last time they actually helped anybody? When was the last time they actually did anything that was good? And the answer is they don't. They exist to destroy America. That's the point. Just like teachers unions, they don't exist to actually stand up for effective educators. They, they are there to push forward a agenda that is purposefully designed to destroy our country. It isn't any different with these education associations and these education groups. They're all the exact same thing, all of them. So fortunately now, we have 17 states that have joined um, along with Pennsylvania and have removed themselves from the National School Board Association. So it says this, and again, this is from last Thursday from the Gateway Pundit. Quote, on Thursday, the Pennsylvania School Board Association became the first school district in the United States to officially end their membership with the National School Board Association. The Pennsylvania members voted unanimously to leave the group after the National Board sent a letter to Biden that asked him to use federal agencies to investigate, disrupt, and prosecute concerned parents who speak out against radical school policy and CRT-based curriculum. 
again, countless money goes to these national teacher associations. And if school boards just remove themselves from all associations, they should even remove themselves from their local health departments. Because look what that's gotten them all. They've all forfeited their own rights. They've all forfeited their own responsibilities, publicly, I might add, and they're doing it and relinquishing all of the control onto local health departments. Well, when it comes to curriculum and it comes to national and outside and foreign influence, they're doing it with national associations like the National School Board Association or the National Teachers Association or all of these other ridiculous associations. The only people that a school should ever associate with are parents and students. That's it. That's it. Parents and students locally. They should never be wasting taxpayer dollars or district funds on memberships to all of this nonsense. So, the simple fact that this has occurred now, which again, I think is fantastic, but has occurred within Pennsylvania and now at least 17 states total, is not only a fantastic thing, it's indicative of the bigger picture that, again, the house of cards is falling here because they're starting to realize they can live without it. And f- again, we've, this, is a, you know, this is a personal characteristic and a habit that basic human beings have. When you start to take on a particular habit of doing a particular thing, whatever that is, when you stop doing it, you can quickly start to recognize when you look backwards in time when you were doing that thing that you don't have to do that thing. In fact, chances are that thing that you were doing was a complete waste of time. Just like this, just like associating with, again, these, these, school, uh, these school associations and these, these national educator associations. It's totally useless. It's just completely useless. So... I think it's a good thing. I think it's going to take a lot of time for for more states to not do this and not associate with such nefarious organizations. And they are nefarious and they're funded by, again, union members and school districts and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and countless other nefarious foundations that, again, have no interest in actually helping anybody. They just want to help themselves, launder money, and then brainwash the masses. And it's been working for a very long time. Fortunately, it's starting to work less, which I think is a great thing. The list of states that have apparently removed themselves now from associating with the National School Board Association are the following. Arkansas, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and Wyoming. Now, that doesn't total to 17 states, but... um, the point is, is that I think the phone calls do work. I think that the complaining at the state level does work. And again, I've said this before and proven this clearly in the past that state departments of education are equally as corrupt. And state departments of education work very closely with the National School Board Association and they work hand in hand and they trade money and they trade ideas and they do whatever they can so that all of the the crap, so to speak, filters down right to the local level, and then an effective educator is stuck doing something completely different. So speaking of things that are 
completely different. One of the interesting things that, again, has occurred locally and certainly in the state of Ohio, and Ohio can't be alone in this regard. This has to have happened countless places, but their, uh, their grading system has completely changed when it comes to the quote-unquote effectiveness of the academics within a particular school and school district. And as it turns out, they're not even using a grading system anymore. They're not using the A, B, C, D, F system. Because again, if it gets down to the F system, by law, the state departments of education are su- supposed to show up. They're supposed to show up. They take over the entire school school board. They remove all of the school board members. And then they usually start removing a few administrators as well, in particular in the worst schools that graded the worst. But they're not taking these state standardized tests with the frequency that they used to either. So again, one of the interesting things from back in 2020, when all of this closed down, which again, I I wrote about and I publicly said on numerous occasions, and I thought to myself, yeah, this is, I mean, what they're doing here is they're proving that they don't need state standardized tests anymore. There has to be some level of accountability, of course, but um, they are proving that they don't need state standardized tests because all they do is snap their fingers and and apparently a state mandate or a state law completely went away. Again, you know, they they ruled on it at the at the state level uh, within their own Department of Education at the state, but. They basically just said, oh, yeah, by the way, all those previous years that that we were mandating these tests in order to uh, receive federal funds, all of that's out the window now. We're not doing that anymore. Again, this is part of the house of cards that's crumbling here. I do think that there needs to be accountability, but does it have to be through a state standardized test? I don't know about that. I really don't know. Because I think that one of the hurdles that is unfortunately going to occur is, say, for example, Local school districts decide that they want to evaluate not just their own teachers, but evaluate their own schools without any outside um, oversight of any kind. I don't think that's a good thing because, again, it's like grading your own paper. We know what that's going to lead to. Students grade their own papers. Everybody gets an A. If, If schools are grading themselves on their own levels of effectiveness, uh, they're all going to give themselves A's. And, and again, we already see that with the lingo with a lot of different individuals. Again, locally here, we've got school board members that actually believe that the, school that, the schools that they are running are high-achieving academic, um, oh, I don't know what you'd call it. I think they're cesspools. But the point is, is that they, they actually believe that they are excellent places to go to school and learn and teach. And the exact opposite is, is the truth. The exact opposite is the truth. The mask wearing alone is, is the largest abuse that has ever taken place on children and staff within any learning or teaching environment in the history of man. No one can say otherwise with, with a straight face. Nobody. And of course, the people that are saying that, that, that they're remarkably healthy environments are double and triple jabbed, and there's no hope for them. But the point is, is that there does have to be some level of oversight. And, and I think that whatever that looks like in the future is going to be very, very interesting. But it certainly better not be foreign influence, and it better not be something that's equally as deceptive or as bad as what takes place at the, uh, at, at, certainly at the state level within um, departments of education. So I don't know. 
I really don't know. I wish that I could sit here and make predictions as to what's going to happen in the future with American public education, but I've said it in the past and I think I'm still right, and that is that it's just going to cease to exist. I just don't see it existing anymore because they've not only lost all credibility and they've not only ignored and thrown out all of their state laws that they're supposed to be following, but many of them, of course, are just acquiescing to their local health departments now and everybody's playing doctor. And the doctors are snake oil salesmen at this point, too. So, I mean, that's that's been said a thousand times, and it doesn't really bear repeating, although I just repeated it. Um, I, I just think, honestly, the feeling that's coming over me regarding everything here is that it's just the calm before the storm. Uh, it's, it's, it's Things... Things are things are quiet right now, and the closer and closer we get into the colder months, I, I've said it in the past again. I'm I'm sticking to it 100%. I think it's going to get worse. I think that the schools are going to end up closing again. I said this again back when last spring when the jabs were first rolling out and the schools were already closing i'm still sticking with that because it's already happening and it is happening the problem is is that we're not hearing about it at the national level and even if we start to hear about it a little bit at the local level they're going to they're going to keep it as close to the vest as they possibly can because they don't dare want to say or think to themselves that again it's the masked people and the jabbed people that are getting sick they don't want that out there. So what? again, we've said this before and we've gone over this before, but the variant thing is a lie. There is no variant. The variant, of course, is the jab and the ill effects of those who have received the jabs. Countless people who have received the jabs are continuing to get ill. Why are they calling it COVID when they've been jabbed? Because they're still taking the tests. They're still getting a COVID test. So they're saying, well, they have COVID and they've had the jab. I can't believe this is happening, blah, blah, blah. And of course, that's creating massive confusion for countless individuals within countless workplaces, which actually leads me to this next thing that I want to play. This is audio that I came across on Gab, and it's certainly worth repeating because this is the kind of audio that I would love to hear from education settings and individuals who are potentially losing their jobs because they don't want to wear a mask and they bring the facts to the table to their employers, but their employers are just ignoring it completely. This is audio of an individual by the name of Ellie Lennon, if I'm saying her name correctly, and she is employed in Lubbock, Texas with their local TV station, and she doesn't want to take the jabs, and she's already had COVID, but her employers don't care, and they've basically said, even though, again, Governor Greg Abbott has said no one can mandate the jabs for employment, no one no one can mandate the masks for employment. These these employers do not care. They're going through with it anyway, and they're cutting people loose anyway um, if they're refusing to take the jabs. So here's the audio from that. It's about eight minutes long. It's well worth it, though. Give this a listen. And again, this is her talking, I assume, with um, the vice president. Yeah, it says right here, the vice president of human resources and the senior vice president of gray television. I was advised by my attorney is essentially relinquishing my HIPAA rights. And as a God-fearing American citizen, I don't have to do that. Um, I've also consulted attorney regarding this mandate with the new executive order, which I've brought a copy. I think he left it in the other room for you. Um, I understand you have company policy, but I also have rights as an American. And um, also according to the 10th amendment, 
state law trumps any federal law. And what Governor Abbott did yesterday for Texans, I think, is quite frankly, parting the Red Sea for some of us who rely on our livelihoods. And I am a top producer here at this station. Last year, I was the only one in my department to make, well, actually exceed budget during a pandemic, working from home 90% of the time. I will also sell over $1.2 million this year. And I understand if you don't, maybe this is the wrong choice of work. I understand if you don't care. I understand if it doesn't matter if you think you have policy, you have no other choice. That's your prerogative. But I have the prerogative to freedom of choice over my health. My health. And my doctor that I have consulted does not recommend that I put that in my body. One, there's no long-term proof of side effects of what it will do. It's been on the market 12 months. I also am of the age to continue to have children. There is much information out there, much research, much data, many case studies that says it has killed the fertility for women. And I'm not willing to jeopardize that. And I understand <laughs> you have to do what you have to do, but I also have to do what I have to do. This is not about vaxxed versus unvaxxed for me. I have vaccinated both of my children. I get the flu vaccine every year. This is about this particular vaccine. I am not comfortable. My doctor, who is my medical advisor over my health, is not comfortable with me putting that into my body. And my job here at Gray with KCBD has been to produce, to sell, to bring in revenue. And I've done a very good job at that. I'm a top producer here. Your job as my, admin, as my boss is to support that and to compensate me for that. Not to tell me what to do with my health. We're all out to our opinions. Mm -hmm. This is mine and I stand by it. I respect that. Okay. Um, so I have a couple of questions. Yes, sir. Uh, just to be clear, so that we're all clear, you're unvaccinated? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Um, uh, have you produced a vaccine calling? No. My name was put on the list. Okay. Your name was put on what list? The list that was sent to corporate. When, when the kit came out that we didn't have to wear masks if we were vaccinated, I said I was vaccinated. Okay. Who did you tell you were vaccinated? Dan. Okay. Did Dan ask for you for your card? No. Did you tell anyone else um, in management that you were vaccinated? No. Actually, I said I told Tamisha. Tamisha and Dan? Mm-hmm. Okay. I said in lieu of the new company policy, we don't wear, I don't wear a mask, you know, so that was where I fell on that. So, I just want to be clear, so mm -hmm. you are interacting with your co-work, do you work uh, in the building now? Occasionally I come in to print things, you know, I have a printer at home, but probably I would say 80% of my job uh, is either at home or in my car. Most of my sales don't happen sitting at that desk. Um, they happen being face to face with uh, businesses, and so I don't sit at that desk very often. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we're not going to allow you to interact with other employees any longer. Okay, that's a fact. Can I ask you this, Marcel? So if mm -hmm. they're all vaccinated and I'm not, mm -hmm. 
what what's the what's the concern if the vaccine works and it's doing the job that it's said to be doing yeah we're not here to debate or okay. discuss the efficacy of the vaccine at all um, you're just here to push policy yeah you have your opinion about that um but what, what i will say is that from a policy standpoint it can allow you to interact with facts with your other co-workers mm-hmm. uh, because one thing that uh, is clear mm-hmm. is that people who are vaccinated can still be infected with COVID. Sure. Okay. And so that's why we couldn't allow that. So um, even though my physician who has been studying medicine longer than I've been alive, <laughs> 38 years old, almost 30, I'll be 30 in December, says that my God-given natural immunities, I've Recovered from COVID, I had it in uh, December of 2020, and because of my physician and his uh, courageous ability to prescribe the right medication at the right time, I recovered beautifully. Within three days, I was able to actually go celebrate my birthday. And he said, because of the fact that I recovered, that my natural immunities, my God-given natural immunity to fight this virus is better than any synthetic jab that I put into my body. Again, so that doesn't matter here. Uh, again, neither one of us are doctors, uh, okay. so we're not. So in you position. don't. So then you don't take my doctor's word or his statement for my health. Yeah, this is really not about no, okay. your health uh, at this point. Okay, you, about, you, you said it's not about my health. No, it's get I mean, to know. My discussion at this point, okay. at this point, my discussion is: is it really about your health? And I certainly don't want to debate medical issues with you. I'm not a doctor, and neither is Tim. Sure, um, as, I'm, as I am, am I? Yeah. So we just don't want to get into that sure. debate. Uh, but I will tell you that we cannot allow you to interact with any other gray employees. Okay. Uh, um, so, I think that means spatial estate. Perfect. Thank you. My attorney will be in touch. Yeah. And I'm Thank sorry you. for that. Thanks. Don't apologize. You know what? Oh, no, 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 no. I am I am so proud of this moment because I can go home today and I can tell my daughter that I stood up for what I believed in, regardless of the tyrannical government and the t- tyrannical business that I'm no longer employed for. So thank you. I, I really appreciate but, that. Well, Leah, I respect that. Thank you. Okay. Um, do you have somebody's cell phone? No, I do not. And you have your laptop here? Yes, I do. Okay. I will so, leave it on my desk. Uh, Maurice will walk you to your desk. Okay. And, uh, I've already started boxing things up, so I'll make it pretty easy. Uh, we'll, we'll, if you've got a box, you can take it now. Anything else that's left, uh, Crystal Miser will box up, and uh, we'll call you to pick it up. Perfect. We'll have it Perfect. Thank you. Best of luck to you. It really requires no analysis whatsoever. These people are not well. They're just not well. I keep saying that. I've said it a million times. It's true. They're not well. They're just doing what their higher-ups want them to do. There is no logic. There are no facts being brought to the table whatsoever. There's no medical proof being brought to the table other than, of course, the employee who just lost their job. No one seems to care as far as the employers are concerned, where the truth actually lies here. They just don't seem to care. Which again, this should prove to everybody that the tyranny does exist within the workplace, within the unseen individuals that are running the show. This is where the real tyranny exists. So when they start cutting loose the most morally sound individuals within a working environment, 
because they have the lawful right to not fill their body with a poison. And those very individuals that are holding them accountable, quote-unquote, for not wanting to fill their body full of poison are filled with poison themselves? Actual chemical poison? I mean, the, the, the two people in the room outside of her who lost her job are probably jabbed. That's why they're still there. So what do they think is actually going to happen to them in the future? I mean, they themselves were more interested in employment as opposed to not killing themselves with a jab. It blows me away. And for those of you out there who have seen this meme, it's a meme of the devil whispering into uh, the ear of Jesus. And the devil says, the only thing I had to do was threaten them with the loss of their job. I mean, think about that. That's how weak countless people are. They're so afraid to lose their to, to lose their job that they'd rather inject themselves with something that's an absolute poison. Of course, most of them don't know that. And the cognitive dissonance in brainwashing is so thick that they don't even know that. But I loved how she put it back on them and said, So I'm not jabbed. I've had COVID. I'm fine. My doctor's note's right here. My doctor says, I'm fine. You still want me to get the jab, and, and I can't be around the jabbed, and the jabs don't work, and the jabbed are still getting sick, but I'm the problem. And they were like, yeah, we're not here to debate. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Cognitive dissonance, I'll tell you what. It's flat out getting people killed. It's always gotten people killed, but it's going to get people killed big time here coming up in the future. I mean, it's happening daily. It's already happening. It's beyond sad. So after that little piece of audio there, I would also like to play this. And I, I, I frankly should play more audio from Dr. Stella Emanuel because she's absolutely fantastic, 100% truthful, totally blunt. She can see the bigger picture here in particular from a biblical standpoint, and uh, it, it just goes without saying that she's one of the best. It's also worth noting, again, as I've said in the past, she she may be not any longer associated with America's frontline doctors, and, and rightfully so. I mean, she's not traveling the country with them and speaking with them. She's she's either traveling by herself or with other patriot groups and, and spreading the gospel and spreading the good word and Certainly sharing medical facts as well, and of course the larger scheme at play here. So here's a quick little interview between her and one of the journalists associated with the Gateway Pundit. So give this a listen. Jordan Conrad's here with the Gateway Pundit. I'm here with Dr. Stella Emanuel. She is a frontline doctor in the fight against this um, Chinese pandemic. Um, so how, with the new vaccines coming out, vaccine mandates... What does that make you think? How do you feel about vaccine mandates? I actually don't think that, um, I think the whole pandemic was a Trojan horse for vaccines. COVID from day one, we've always said it is completely treatable and it's completely preventable. And there is no reason for you to be giving a vaccine for a medication that's, for a disease that's completely treatable and completely preventable. And on top of that, the death rate of COVID is not that high. So we need to wake up and realize that this mandates the vaccines and everything is taking us right into the book of Revelation where you cannot buy or sell without taking the vax. So, you know. so I, I would not, I tell people what my big mantra right now is get prevention, early treatment. If you get sick, 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 and you end up in the hospital, don't be afraid because you know what? It's a transition. 
if you're if you're a child of God, if you're a Christian, you should not be afraid to die. First of all, to die is gay. So the reason why they can cage us is because we're also scared. So I said, you know, die saved and die human. Don't allow yourself to be genetically modified. These things are not vaccine; they are, they are gene therapy. And uh, if you listen to Dr. Kari Made, he, she actually did some. She actually looked in the microscope and looked at some of this vaccine. The stuff she sees in that sees in them is horrible. So uh, we are in a really uh, crazy situation right now where human beings are basically being genetically modified. They want to download our minds, connect us on the internet of things. If you listen to somebody like Charles Morgan or, or Amy Cruz, that, that Amy Cruz used to work for DARPA, right? Right now, she works at the Platypus Institute, which is like human enhancement. Not, they want to enhance your mind, they want to, us to become human 2.0. So everything that they are doing, you listen to people like Klaus uh, Schwab that wants to have, wants the great reset, we're all going to own nothing and we're going to be happy. All those things, when we're talking about this stuff is diabolic, people don't well, your conspiracy theories. Right now, everybody should know that we're in some kind of twilight zone. And the more they try to mandate vaccines, the more you should scare everybody. Why are they mandating vaccine for a disease that is treatable and preventable? Why is people like Fauci that know that hydroxychloroquine works taking it? His emails show that he is taking it and giving his friends. Why are they mandating other people to get vaccines? People in the White House are not being mandated. Employees of the CDC are not being mandated. A lot of democratic lawmakers are not being mandated to get vaccines. And people that work for Pfizer and everything are not being mandated. Why is the general public being mandated? Why are they trying to give vaccines to children that barely get COVID? There's a, there's a very sinister thing going on. And the reason why it's going on and on is because we comply. For those that are were vaccinated out of fear, out of they don't know, you know, out of they want they didn't want to lose their jobs. Repent. Ask God to forgive you and ask God to cleanse that stuff out of you. You know, the blood of Jesus still works. But please don't get vaccinated. Get hydroxychloroquine, get ivermectin. You can go to our website, drstellamd.com, drstellamd.com, and get hydroxy or ivermectin. You can get vitamins. Keep your keep yourself healthy and realize that this whole thing. All of this whole vaccination and everything, COVID and everything, just a Trojan hunt for vaccine. They want to scare 7 billion people and they want all of us to get jabbed. They want all of us to get corrupted. And the good news is, at the end time, is here. Jesus might be, will be coming soon. And at the end of the day, Jesus wins. That's right. So another thing, um, speaking of the, the great treatments like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, they actually work. Um, Mer Merck and Co., they're advertising a new treatment for COVID-19. We put that on the Gateway Pundit today. Um, they, they say it's as effective as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. They say it's but as effective? They, they don't actually say, quote, as effective, but they say the statistics, you know, line up with the same numbers that hydroxychloroquine. Oh, so all of a sudden they can actually admit that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin is effective? Oh, no, no, no. They, they, didn't, they didn't actually. <laughs> I yeah. was about to like Yeah, I'm so sorry about that. But I think the um, new medication that's yeah, so coming they, in. They have this new medication. But what, what, do you, what do you think of that? The new medication has, I think it has a... It, causes blood clots or something i'm not i've not there's some major side effect a black box warning on that new medication that's coming out i don't i haven't read through it i just got it too just like a uh, randesive is, is knocking out people's kidneys they're bringing on some other new medication that has like a really terrible side effect when ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are available that are cheap effective and have been around for years and years 65 years for hydroxychloroquine 40 some years for ivermectin and they are safe 
If there's anything that you call safe and effective, it's hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, not the vaccines. The vaccines are not safe. They are not effective. Because right now, we've seen over maybe 80,000 patients, about 30,000 sick patients. And we're getting about 35 to 40% of our patients are actually vaccinated patients. And they're just as sick. They can't breathe. So whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, we're going into the winter. The wild virus is going to be available. The wild virus is going to come into town. They already talk about lambda. They're talking about mu. You know, what are the, whatever variant, lambda, mu, sci-fi, whatever, they are all sensitive to hydroxy and ivermectin because coronaviruses are. So I'm telling you, world, do not wait to get sick. Do not listen to. In fact, if Archie said do something, don't do it. You know, like, uh, we were use, they have been using monoclonal antibodies. My clinic was trying to order it. Can't get I was trying to think that monoclonal antibodies, let me really see what I read through it, find out whether there's anything fishy about it. But the minute I found out that the government was hoarding it, I was like, let's get it. Right. Because so, I knew that if they are hoarding it, something is good about it. They are hoarding right. it from Texas and Florida. That's craziness. These people are evil. They want us, they want to kill people. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so Fauci, Fauci and the CDC, they are trying to cover up the efficacy of these drugs, of these actual treatments for mm -hmm. COVID-19. Yes. What do you think of them? Are they do you think they're killing people? I think they're evil. I don't think they're even human. Because you, you cannot be a human and be that evil. When they talk about evil, Fauci is an epitome of evil. If you know what Fauci did in the days of AIDS, if you, you've watched the pandemic, right, with Judy Mokovitz, I met Judy in one of our conferences. The thing that this, I don't, I don't even think he's a man, the things Fauci does, Fauci is the epitome of evil. And you know what? The good news about it is, at the end of the day, all of us are going to have a creator that judges. So what, what do you think? Is this a big form of money scam? I think it's, it's deeper. Deeper depopulation? Depopulation. Bill Gates had a video that said that... Um, that if they do good vaccines, they can cut down the world's population by 10 to 15%. Bill Gates has done a lot of atrocities in India, in Africa, and everything. If somebody tells you they want to depopulate the world with 15% with vaccines, why would you let them sponsor a vaccine? And Bill Gates' hands are in every vaccine. And then, of course, we talk about the old Mac of the B66 thing. The Moderna vaccine has Luciferous, SM102, which is Luciferous. That's the name of the beast. Bill Gates' tracking system is 0202666. The one that they are trying to pass in the Congress is HR 060606. What else has to happen before people start thinking maybe the name of the beast, the number of the beast is being released, and it was just going to be a matter of time for the mark to take over. But the Bible says when we see these things are redemption journey. So I'll tell people, get hydroxychloroquine for prevention, ivermectin, get treated early, give your life to Christ. Thank you. And where, where do we get these real treatments? You go to drstellamd.com, drstellamd.com. We also have the vitamins we put together that has vitamin C, D, zinc, and quercetin in one pill. Just stay safe. Stay safe, America. Don't let these people kill you. Don't let them genetically modify you. Die saved. Die human. All right. Thank you, Dr. Stella. God, God bless. bless you. Thank you. I love her. I absolutely love her. And you again, you hear the words that she says, and then you hear some of the things again that America's frontline doctors say, like Dr. Simone Gold, they don't match up. They just don't. Dr. Emanuel goes deeper. She gets more direct, more to the point, whereas again, Simone Gold is a lot of surface level stuff. I've criticized her before in, in the past. It's worth bringing up again. You can hear the difference between the two of them when you hear them talk. Simone Gold will say, I just don't understand why this is happening. I just don't get it. 
Dr. Emanuel goes, it's depopulation. They want you dead. That's the motive. It's not difficult to figure out. It really isn't. So here's the last thing I wanted to mention just very briefly, and again, just kind of gloss over this, but it is horrible. Um, Pfizer owns the United States patent on contact tracing. And I have the document right here in front of me. I will link it in the description below. And I wanted to read the abstract here and then just kind of mention a few pages throughout this document. The abstract says the following, quote, Systems and methods for anonymously selecting subjects for treatment against an infectious disease caused by a pathogen. The system compromises, comprises rather, a plurality of electronic devices comprising instructions to generate an ID and, when in proximity of another such electronic device, one or both electronic devices transmit, receive the ID to or from the other electronic device. Then a score is generated based on a plurality of such received IDs. Additionally, based on information received from a server, relevant treatment instructions are displayed to the subjects based on the received information and the score. The server comprises instructions for sending to the plurality of electronic devices the information to be displayed with the relevant treatment instructions. Additionally, the server and or the electronic devices comprise instructions to generate a prediction of likelihood of a subject transmitting the pathogen based on a score of the subject. Unquote. If that sounds horrific, it should. If that sounds like it's a giant computer-based program that decides whether or not you are sick and whether or not you have been around certain individuals who may or may not be sick and then what to do with said individuals, that's, that's exactly right. So one of the charts here, it says receiving information about a subject and then it analyzes the information and then it generates an alleged score based on God knows what, and then it says optionally allocating in-score group, and then vaccinating according to score slash group score. This contact tracing thing is an absolute nightmare. Look at what they're doing in American schools already with this contact tracing, and this alleged quarantining, and all of these rules that they have in place, that if you're this far apart, then we need to figure out who is who is that far apart from you when you sneezed or coughed. And then again, we toss you into a bag and we toss you into the back of a truck and you disappear. And then we interrogate you and ask you questions and whatever else. This is happening in American schools. It's happening in workplaces. All of this would have been unthinkable in 2019 to countless individuals, but now all of a sudden people actually believe that this is normal or refer to it as a quote-unquote new normal. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not going to end well. I know that this isn't a very positive episode, but this can't possibly end well. It's certainly not going to end well for the individuals that are, that are continuously pushing this, let alone the individuals that are going along with it as if it's okay. But I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time before somebody starts knocking on your front door and asking you questions. Because, again, with signing these mandates, what's next? What's the next thing that people are going to sign off on as if it's 100% okay? Their vaccination status on their cell phones. 
their entire medical status on their cell phones, being boiled down to a QR code that has to be used to get into places or else. That's already happening in foreign countries. It's already happening in Australia. It's happening in Canada. You have to scan particular things, certainly Israel. You have to scan particular things in order to get into particular places. I'm telling you what, this just isn't going to end well. And commenting on it, again, isn't necessarily solving the problem, which again means non-compliance on a wide scale has to be the continued answer here. It just has to be. They can't survive as businesses and schools with a lack of participation. There will always be pe- people that are, of course, going to participate in the tyranny. We know that. They've, they've jabbed themselves. They signed up for it. They, they've signed on the dotted lines. They're 100% fine with what's going on. For the rest of us who are 100% normal and know what's actually happening, there's going to come a time where we're going to have to make a stand here. But the first thing that we are going to see, I believe again in the future here very shortly, is schools closing down again. They can't survive. They just can't. They can't survive with 80 to 100% of their staff members with little to no immune system left in them while they're walking around minors on a constant basis while masks are still being worn. That's going to be the first thing that's going to crumble. So again, continue to keep an eye on that. Certainly keep an eye on the numbers of teachers that are either out sick or are, are quitting or leaving within local schools in your area. Because again, even those numbers are going to be hidden, but it's, it's, it's just, it's so predictable. It's just so predictable. It's laughable. When these schools close, they're going to blame COVID. They're going to blame coronavirus. They're going to say, well, the cases are too high and we have to close down because whatever. Again, it's already happened where I live just this semester. It's already happening countless other places, and we're not even to November and December and January and February yet, where people tend to get ill in mass more often than any other month. And unfortunately, they're going to do whatever they can to blame that on the unjabbed, but that's not going to work because the vast majority of individuals in the environments are jabbed. So who are they going to blame then? They're going to blame the miners. They're going to say it's the miners that are giving it to people who have been jabbed, and it's only because the miners are unjabbed. Does that make sense? Of course it doesn't make sense. It defies all medical fact and all logic whatsoever. But that's what they're going to say, among a thousand other things, of course. We have to get all the students jabbed because they're giving it to the teachers who are jabbed. Well, doesn't that mean that the jabs don't work? Of course it does. And it won't be students giving it to the jabbed. The jabbed are already immune compromised. So that's it. It's that simple. Um, Doesn't bring me any joy, but, you know, that's just the way that it is. And people had better wrap their arms around that reality because it's coming a whole lot quicker than I think people could possibly imagine. So with that said, stay tuned, certainly. Keep an eye out, head on a swivel, and I'll catch you on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.